0: What up? Welcome to the 1,630th episode on Purpose Kingdom Network. Now y'all know, 1,630th, you know I'm into my numbers. So you got 6, 3, that's 9, plus 1, that's 10, that's me and God, 1, 0. Come on now, y'all know how we do, what we do, and I just want to welcome you to Purpose Kingdom Network. I am your girl Adrian. Misunderstandings, Allen, better known as Misunderstood Adrian, and as always, I take great pleasure in welcoming you to D Block Church. What up? What up? What up? It's the place for the whosoever wills. We come, we meet every other Thursday, and you know, this is this is something that we've been doing for about six years now. So, if this is your first time listening to Purpose Kingdom Network, I just want you to know it's going down in the PK. It's going down in the PK. Now, how about when that was the song of, like, the year, we were just coming on. So, yes, it's going down in the PK means so much. Like, I know everyone's focused on the DM, but we wanted to get out of the DMs and go to the PK so that we can understand that this thing is going to happen for everybody somehow, some way. And so what we want to do is we want to invite you to Purpose Kingdom Network. Now, Purpose Kingdom Network has – two full weeks of programming. So that says that if you are not liking what happens today or you don't like what happened on Monday, you got to make sure that you give it a chance because one day is going to be perfect for you. And when you find that day, that's how you get connected. See, Purpose Kingdom Network is like the church beyond walls. And that's how we started it. And that's what it works with. So today is D-Block Church. So of course, we coming straight from the block, you know. Now, I want to say, If you are joining me and you want to call me and you want to come on in and you want to, like, get in this number and have this real conversation with me, the number to call in is 319-527-6091, and if you press 1, that will cue the board and it will let the board know that you want to speak, and uh, then you'll hear a beep and then it will be your time to speak. So tonight, I got a question because I really want to know what's really real. Because I believe that something has to be done. Like, we can no longer ignore or overlook things that are happening. Like, something's really got to give. Things are really getting a little bit out of hand. And, I mean, regarding the sense senseless violence that's plaguing the world, and I want to say the world because whether we're talking about a war in Ukraine, mass shootings, or just regular street beats. Everything is happening and it's happening in our everyday lives and it's happening everywhere. Like right now in my city where I live, they say that we have over 200 people that have died since January. So in Philadelphia alone, they're saying that over 200 people have been killed since January. Now just think, if we were to add the neighboring cities that were close to that, because it's not just all Philadelphia, but think about it like that. What would have to be done? How can we fix what it is that we're looking at? Or does it really need to be fixed? You know, because if you watch numbers, they are prone to go up. They're supposed to go up. Remember, I used to tell you all that when we were in the pandemic. Remember the death, the the death count, the death count was rising. I came on and I used to ask you, Are you dying today? Is you is you dying today? Is you in that number? So. When we're looking at numbers, numbers are supposed to go up. So if you're looking at the number, and we're now talking about murders, what's really real? What are we looking at? Why are we focusing on numbers? Because right now, if you've been anywhere near a television, you've been hearing about that the 18-year-old boy who went into the elementary school and shot up the kids. He killed 21 people, y'all, 19 kids and two teachers. I mean, two classrooms connected by bathroom, which meant that all he had to do was have access to one, which meant that he could get into both. So at the end of the day, there are really no words for that type of violence, right? But – we got to have the conversation. we got to start the conversation. So when I ask you today, what's really real, I would love for you to call and, and join into the conversation because you do know that I like to talk. And I have my own ideas and opinions about what I believe is going on in this world. And if y'all don't call, this is going to be a great time for me because there is no excuses. Some things that we need to do, we need to address it. And tonight on The Black Church, I'm asking the question, what is really real? Like how much longer do we need to actually talk about problems and not talk about the solutions? Like how long do we have to continue to move in the manner that and I'm talking about everybody that's breathing, you know this I have no pick when I'm talking because at the end of the day, if the shoe fits, you should be wearing it. If you can look at the mirror- if you can look in the mirror and smile and smile, but if you can look in the mirror and your reflection is cussing at you, then damn it this show is dedicated to you. I encourage you to do whatever you need to do, block out your mind and talk with me and walk with me for this for this little bit of time because what i really really want to get a point of is we need to we need to focus on our forward like we need to be able to look at this address it and then think about how do we move forward it's a mindset the first thing that has to happen is it has to happen in your mind. Before your body will do anything, it has to be a thought that happens in your mind. So I've been in my thoughts, you know, I mean, you know and when I'm in my thoughts, I be in my thoughts, and I'm regarding some things that's really been, that I've been experiencing. So, and I'll only say one thing regarding to this shooting in Texas. Now, I I was told today that somebody else went crazy and did something in the hospital. Now y'all can't be just doing what you wanna do and, and people ain't doing what you need. You just come in with AK forty sevens and just start, you know, and just start shooting up the masses. You just don't do this. It, it we got to have a process and some stuff. People gotta learn how to talk. You gotta learn how to open your mouth and tell somebody what is wrong. People don't realize that you are that mad or you are that upset or you you can't be in that much pain. I'm sorry, you're talking to misunderstood. Yeah, my MS stands for MS, multiple sclerosis. I'll be in pain. You know how many people I would love to kill so that I could be out of my pain, but they ain't going to get me out of my pain. It's getting them out of theirs if they was in something. But I'm just going to talk about the, the, the one in Texas, because I literally sat and I listened and I watched this news. And when I tell you that they were in that story so much, I, I, I really don't think that I, I it, it didn't hit me the way that it needed to hit me until I seen my three-year-old cousin. And my three-year-old cousin told me what happened. And when he told me, boy, killed, no, he shot 20 people. <laughs> I'm thinking, why in the world does he even know this? His mom looked at me and said, oh, I made him watch it. I made him watch it. I wanted him to see it. I needed him to see it. That's when I said, okay, I think I have a responsibility and a duty to do something. And because of the fact that I have an audience, church, Purpose Kingdom Network is always known as the catalyst for a lot of things. But somehow, some way, we have to be able to look at what it is that we're dealing with. We have to be able to process our feelings, and then we have to be able to plan on the forward. We have to be able to see the forward. So as I was listening to these people and they were talking about what was going on in Texas, it just seemed like the more and more they talked, it just seemed like they were finding blame like they were trying to they were trying to find someone to blame for the tragedy instead of focusing on the healing from the tragedy like i've heard them say that the kids won't have to go to school in that building for like ever i guess they're going to knock it down or something i don't know <clears throat> excuse me i'm thinking However, whichever way they think that they are doing it, it looks like they are they're taking a tragedy and they're focused on that tragedy, but they're looking at it all in a negative way, almost like you know i I'm a big person on nine one one I tell you guys all the time twenty years the world America had been in like we were under attack so the only way that we understand life is if we are like victors or victims you know so when when we all witnessed what happened 911 and the planes went through the building not only did the planes go through the building in 2000 they went through the building in two thousand like, and one two thousand and two, two thousand and three two thousand and four two thousand and five, like at every year we we remember that horrific moment, like we don 't take that moment and look at the beautiful building that is built now so that we can build that foundation and grow higher and do things with, but we sit in the sadness and you know, it's a solemn day. It's a it, it, it's like you have to remember you remember the bad about it. It's weird because you know, I watch Criminal Minds and stuff and they say, you know, you don't give the unsub that you don't give the unsub like the name and everything. You don't give him the the the, the the accolades for doing the dumb stuff that he did, you kind of ignore that, and then you focus on the victims. And it's like right now what we need to do is focus on healing. Like you shouldn't be talking about the procedure and how it should have been done this way and shouldn't have been done this way and shouldn't have been that. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I want the man to walk away from the daggone podium. He ain't going to actually sit there and talk about He ain't answer all the questions that he had. No, sir, that's not what we need. But then I realized, That's all a part of the setup because as long as you're focused on it, that's what you see. So, I'm thinking, wow, you know what? Any and everything that we focus on will become everything that we see. So, let that sink in for a second. Anything and everything that you focus on will become everything that you see. So if you were to let someone tell you that this is going to happen forever in a day, and if this is what you're looking at and that's all you see, how are you ever going to be able to change the mind? How will you ever see the other part of getting through it if you're always focused on what it is that you're looking at? I came tonight to tell somebody that maybe you need to change the channel, you know? Maybe you need to just take a break. Maybe you need to just, you know, fix your focus so that we can really start to see what's really real. Because regarding this drill mindset, like, and that is something that, I mean, when I tell you that I didn't even realize that there was a whole drill mindset, and believe me, it plays a bigger part than we even know because there's so many things that are going on right now that if you don't even know what to pay attention to, it's going to slip behind you or slip by you. You don't even realize that the things that we are letting our children listen to are I don't even want to say contaminating, but polluting. Like, it's it's just trash. And then we're trying to figure out, why did this just happen? Why did this just happen? Why did they just jump out the car and shoot up the block? And why did that happen? Oh, that's what it says in that song? You mean the song with the club beat? Yeah, they done tricked us all the way around. Remember, Malcolm X is the one that says that we was hoodwinked and bamboozled, led astray. Run them up? What do you think we're doing today? Now nobody even has to do it. We do it ourselves. We raise our kids to be disrespectful. And then, check it. When we get addressed about it or when they are addressed about it, then you get to meet the, the combative, belligerent parent or grandparent. Yeah. So what I'm trying to explain to somebody tonight is that what we are focused on is the only thing that you'll be able to see. So if this is what you're showing your kids, then they think that it's the normal of what it is that you're supposed to be seeing. But wait, oh, my God, it's even better because not only are they seeing you display it, but they see it off your TV shows. Like, if, depending on what kind of TV you watch, like, they laugh at me, y'all, because I watch reruns. I watch reruns because I've been there before. I've been, I've seen it already. I've seen it already. I remember the spirit that it had me in, and I remember the spirit that was going on when I was there. So, therefore, I'm okay with this because I know what this is about. When I'm watching that love of hip hops and all of them other things, and everybody is talking about this and that and beefing with this and ready to fight about that and you lying about this and all that. Do you realize that when you see that all day constantly, that is what you do? That's what you see? Y'all do know that, well, some of my friends will tell you in a heartbeat, if they, if you one of them people that wake up in the morning and the first show that you see is cheaters, but then you trying to figure out where your mate is half the damn day, And then after Cheetahs goes off, it's Jerry Springer. And then after Jerry Springer, it's Steve Wilco. And then after Steve Wilco, it's the test. And then after the test, it's the lie. And then after the lie, like, do you realize that that is all a part of the setup? Like, we need to start focusing on what it is that we're looking at so that we can understand what it is that we really are getting. Because right now, the National Spelling Bee is on. I would have loved to see a kid from Philadelphia on the stage in the National Spelling League. Actually, it looks like everybody on the stage is from not America. That's the best way I can say it, which says what? We need to fix our focus. We're focused on things that we focus on things that really are not concerning of us, but we are trying to disregard some things that we really, really need to pay attention to and speak on. I think that the best part of everything that we have is the fact that we have a kingdom authority to really, really be in places that you might not regularly be. And what do I mean by that? Everybody brings something to the table. But what if we bring a whole other ideal to the table? Like what if we put your focus somewhere else. Like follow me if you know if you know anything about me, you know that I have a book called Surviving Tough Times on your March Kissetko. And it's a 30-day journey, you know, it's a 30-day journal that will help you see and get more clarity in your life and, you know, what it really means to be alive and, you know, why, why things happen to you the way that they do and everything. And not only does it allow you to understand yourself, but it gives you a better understanding of someone else. And one of the days in there I talk about making your life into a feel-good movie, like how to make your life into a feel-good movie. Now, you know, where things no longer happen to you, but they start to happen for you. You know, we can write our own story and live to, towards it and see exactly what it is that we're seeing in our story. So, and if you understand, that's why it's important that if we look at some things, especially on the block. Now, D-Block started, well, I don't know if I should tell you the story, but D-Block started basically on a block where they was on the block, I was on the block, I was asking questions, but I was not feeling well. So I was sick, but they did not know how to handle me. So what they decided to do was flag down police officers to come and, I guess, assess me or talk to me. Now, I don't know how to say this in the nicest way, whatever, but I was thinking, well, damn, you need to call somebody else. Don't call a damn cop. You know, like, when I need help, I call on God. Like, that's that's how that's how I do it. I don't call the police. What the police going to do? You know, but lock people up and do whatever. So the day that they did it, it made me think about some stuff, and I said, "Wow, the block has changed. Things have actually changed, and maybe it's time that." I, and I understand that they changed because a lot of things were weren't the same anymore. By the time by the time some younger kids grew up, they had no, there were no older people on the block, you know, because everybody had gotten locked up. Because you know, there's only a couple of ways out of the game, and when you when you're in the block or on the block, there's, you know, you're either still in in the block or on the block, you know, you have jailed out of the block, you know, or you've actually flipped all your money and now you own property on the block. Like, that's the block. That's what it should be. That's how it was. And, you know, not shooting up schoolyards and buildings and corners and all that kind of stuff like the block was handling business Like if you were on a block you you had a responsibility to your neighborhood like you know Like nobody went hungry on the block like nobody wanted for nothing If, if you had if you had people that was on the block on your block They made sure that everything was good kids you know, they played in the water hose when it was hot. You know, they got water ice. They got ice cream, Mr. Salty, when when the ice cream truck came out. You know, like it was a, we still focused on family. There was, a, there was a piece in that where it was like we wanted to live so that we can have what we needed to have so that our kids could be able to be good. Regardless of how bad people were on the block, what they did not do was do their dirt in front of the children that was how i grew up like i'm the generation a couple of generations before so what we're seeing is that like you know shout out to my parents because everybody tells me i grew up in a bubble and i would just like to invite a lot of people into my bubble or invite the the opportunity of raising kids and actually letting them grow up in a bubble you know giving them opportunities of of a lifetime you know but um in all that was happening i never saw people do their dirt out in public you know there was always a way that you went in the bathroom to do what you did you didn't just do it on the table you didn't just do it outwardly you know it, it there was there was a different there was a different mindset that was going on and i'm asking you tonight like what's really real like how is it that we can actually watch Things happen. I believe that sometimes you don't even need to speak on certain things. We have spoken on things so bad and so much that every time that we speak, it's like I can imagine three people cringing on the other side because they are tired of hearing about their struggle, in their struggle, with their struggle, and still giving them a struggle. Like, cause they didn't. We haven't fixed the thing. You know, it's almost like the thing when I say about the dirty glass of water. If you want people to understand that that glass of water is a dirty glass of water, best thing to do is to put a clean glass of water right next to it. You don't have to say anything about that dirty water. But in the person's mind, they will make it up in their mind that what they want is that cool glass of water. They want to be refreshed. refreshed, And when they see the dirt and soot and everything that goes on in the other glass, you have to make a choice to grab it. And that's really what it's about. It comes down to the choices that we make. Now, a lot of people think that because they don't do anything or they realize or they act like they didn't see it or whatever, or they don't speak up on it, they, they feel as though, you know, they're not involved in it. No, actually, you're, you are are <laughs> you are involved, you're really involved, you're making a choice, like you're, you've you chosen to do nothing. So that is really a choice. It's a hell of a choice. It might not be the greatest choice, but you've definitely chosen to do something that was nothing and ignore it or act as if it didn't happen. A lot of us are dealing with it right now, and unfortunately, you're seeing what a lot of us are experiencing and what we're seeing is the backlash of people lashing out because of the way they might have been treated, Um, people lashing out on the way that things were left. You know, like, I have been in some establishments where the people didn't really care what I was talking about. They, like, there was no, their customer's always right type of thing. It was almost like I walked out of there and said to myself, I would never go back in there, you know? So that same situation, if someone has access or availability to get a gun, now they're taking that situation, they're going to get guns, and then they're going back and they're shooting up the police. Do you understand that when I say, like, what's really real? we can't continuously let this happen. And like, this is not the wild, wild west. As much as we would like it to be something of a movie, I don't believe that that is the genre that we're trying to get. So if you focus on how to do what it is you can do, you look at it and you say, okay, what was motivation to me to do what I needed to do? Right, because today, I believe that people are motivated to be disrespectful, you know, and then a lot of times you have people that are being disrespectful and they have used terms and now the terms are turned into words of endearment, you know. So what, you know what I mean. I don't have to talk about, I don't have to talk about the words that I'm talking about, but I can just tell you that within the different generations we've switched words up, and now the same word doesn't mean the same thing. So what we thought that you were saying as motivation is doubt, disrespect, and what someone else is listening to as disrespect is really, like, their term for endearment, and the best thing I can tell you about that is, like, what the N-word is one of those types of words. Like, when you look at the N-word, for years, there have been, there's there are people that will not use it, don't like it, don't want to reference it for anything in the world. But then you have people that are really speaking to their closest friends, you know, to their dearest buddies. And so what we have done is we've changed meanings of words. However, people are still living in the life that they're living. So understanding what's going on right now in our street is, is, is a serious thing. And I really believe that a lot of us have ignored things that have gone on the street. We didn't actually want to acknowledge the fact that the street really existed in that manner. We used to just think that, you know, well, I shouldn't say that we used to think that because that wasn't true, because I was a manager, I was, a, I was on the block. like so. But the point of the block is that there's like five to six corners. You know like it's a five to six corner race radius that <clears throat> everything works right there everything is right in that pocket you don't need to go out of that those five to six blocks and as long as you are staying in them five or six blocks then everything kind of is working out for you everything is working out for your good what we have today is that people have sprouted out a lot of people are going way past their six blocks If you know what I mean, like we have people that have decided now they're going to the courtroom. You know, you got people in office spaces that I don't want. Well, I don't want to call them. I don't. I don't listen. I want to call them thugs, but there's like a mentality that goes on with it and if you bring it into the workplace like corporate America corporate America is really not set up for it so therefore you then have a different dynamic at work and then you're you know you're running into the fact where it's like where managers want to say something to their employees but then they're scared of the reaction that their employees won't give them so therefore they won't tell them and then you get bad service <clears throat> You know what I mean? Like, have you, have you ever been in that situation where you're looking at the kid and you're trying to figure out, like, look, okay, get off your phone. And then you're looking at the manager, like, okay, are you going to tell the kid to get off his phone? And then the manager looks up at you and is like, I can't tell him to get off his phone. Well, how am I tell him to get off his phone? I'm not saying anything to him because if I say something to him, he's going to. And I'm sitting there like, wait a minute. How are we going to even continue it like this without addressing? Like, come on, what's really real? If we keep focused on disrespectful stuff, things will always be disrespectful and we'll never be able to speak on it because it'll start to be the normal. Like the other day, my pastor was talking about something and he was talking about, you know, how they say God will be able to do, he will send this, he will send that, and then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, you know, turn from the wicked ways, you know, mm-hmm. and then, I, then you know, like the whole scripture, he, he broke the scripture down. But the thing that stood out to me about in the scripture was people won't repent about things that they do on a daily because they don't believe that they're doing anything wrong. They don't see the wrong in what they're doing, so therefore there's no need to actually repent. And because there's no repentance in it, there's no real humbling down to the fact that now God can show up in the manner that he needs to because we've actually taken the time to repent for the things that we've done wrong. But now I know somebody just said, well, wait a minute, hold up. I'll be doing things wrong. Jesus died by my sins and this, that, and the other And I understand that because we have taken on a whole culture and a mentality of that. But what have we shown our children? Because a lot of our children have made choices other than the fact that because of the fact of the way that people have taken salvation and because of the fact that the way people live their lives or they live like two-faced lives, you know what I mean? Or they keep turning around and going from one to the other or whatever. You know, with all of the other things that are going on with people, if they never stop to say, God, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have did it this way or I should have did it another way, if we never take the moment to focus on the actual what it is that we're looking at, what it is that we need to be focused on, and what it is we need to be doing. How do we ever say, I'm sorry? How do we ever say, I want to fix it? How do I ever say, I want this to be different? If I've never humbled myself enough to even know or see the wrong in what it is that I'm doing. So... I don't know who that's for. I don't know where that really came from, but I can honestly say that I've been watching a lot of things happen, and it's backwards. It's backwards. Like things that you say to motivate people really turn them the wrong way. It rubs them the wrong way. I don't know where that changed or where it switched up, but somehow or another what we really just want to focus on is the process of the feelings that is going on in our everyday lives. We should all have someone to talk to. If you don't have someone to talk to, you need to find someone to talk to. If you don't have anyone to talk to, then I invite you to call me. Hit me up on Facebook or whatever, or go to my website, dot com, and and set up an appointment so that we can actually sit and we can talk. I want to process. I don't want people to walk around and think that because of whatever they're going through, that the best option is either to kill themselves or, even worse, to go pick up a gun and shoot up a building. Like, that is where I can do. That is how I can stand in the gap for someone. Now, I do want to shout out right now there's a there's a there's like a five oh one c three company or non profit or whatever called Taylormade and right now what they're doing is they're focused on just talking trying to figure out what is the connection what is what is it that we can do or what is it that you would like for someone to do to show you how to go to your next? Do you see your next? Like, and if you don't see your next, then have people focused on the life skills of finding your next. You know, if you're not financially stable, like, opening it up. So it could be a break point point for someone to be able to talk about finances and show you how to invest in the money that you do have or show you how to live better with what you're doing so that you'll be able to invest or save up money for for your future. You know, what we're doing is, yeah, I'm the author of of what it means to survive, but I mean... Surviving tough times is one thing, but we have to focus on the thrive of it so that it looks like life. And then you have people that want to live it because of the way that it looks. Right now, it's like you can have people that will look at horrible stuff, and because all they see is horrible stuff, they can't think of anything other than horrible things. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a person ever ever had a conversation with someone who all they see is the problem, but they are really really hard people to talk to. I know, for, I know for me personally, it it's hard for me to sit and listen to someone who just everything is bad. There's no good in it. Nothing came good from it. And it's like nothing will get good out of it. To me, that says stop talking. Change the channel. Fix the focus. Let's look at it in a whole different way so that we can see the forward. If you don't see your forward, if you don't see your kids moving towards a forward, if you don't see your family, like, progressing towards a forward, then I employ you. It it must be you because you're here and you're listening, and you're listening to this show later, and you're hearing it, and you're like, you know what? She's right, because what we do is we sit and we're watching our children, especially our kids. I'm telling you, when I when I heard about the drill music. I really had to focus even harder because it was like, wow, I've been listening to this music, not really listening because I can't really hear it. But I've been – the beat is so catchy that we dance to the beat because they use the same beat beat that we use the party and club with to the point where when the song is on, I'm not going to tell you to turn the song off because I can't understand the music. I can't understand the words that he's saying, but the music – And the beat I'm I'm dancing to because it reminds me of my club day. Do you see what I mean when I say that it's all a part of like the whole setup and that until we actually fix our focus so that we can see what it is that we're actually supposed to be looking at, then we actually be able to, you know, see what's really going on. It's almost like the um, legalization of this marijuana. You know, now y'all know I will talk about cannabis as a medical situation for days in on days in. But think about how free they have allowed medical marijuana to become, but yet you still have to take a drug test to get to work. How does that work out? So in one aspect, it's telling you that it's okay to smoke if you have a card or whatever, and now because you have a card, you're allowed to smoke. But well, what if your employer does the drug test and doesn't hire you because you have drugs in your system? Can you see where the situation would come into? Because actually I know I know that there are two people as actually right now that are still fighting for their job because of a dirty urine. And they, whenever they partake, wherever they partook in the the cannabis, they were in a they were in a place where it was legal to do so. So everything was fine. They didn't break any rules or break any laws. The only difference is now that the job has done a random drug test, they are in the winds of being fired because of the fact that they have the drugs in the system. Now, I guess, you know, they're going through the arbitration or whatever, and they're fighting it because, you know, I, hey, they are fighting it because they think that they have a good cause. But I believe that what's going on is that we're just getting caught up in all of the other things, which is allowing somebody else to step in and do something that really wouldn't have never got to be able to get done. But, because of the fact that that's how we looked at it, or that's how we chose to handle it, then now three different three other things are gonna happen because of it. I just say that we need to focus on what it is that we're looking at being able to see how we see it in a better way helps helps everybody in the long run because not only do you see what you see, but you see it you see it for someone else. Like, today, you can look at life and you'll say that things were always this way. Or things were always ending up in a bad way. Or things always show up this way. And if you say it like that, then you're already knowing for a fact you're prepared for it. And what I'm trying to say is that we keep preparing for these things and we're looking at things and we're focused on the wrong stuff. And if we fix our focus and we look at exactly what it is that we have the opportunity to do right now, is there's an opportunity to tell people about who you are. There's an opportunity to tell someone about the life that you've lived. Now, your story is going to help someone through what they're looking at. The thing is you have to change their focus because right now people, like I said, they're watching the wrong TV shows, they're watching the wrong channels. And if you focus on the negative always, you will never see a positive because everything will always have a negative to it. And remember, every negative has a positive. Sometimes you can't see it. It's like a proton and a neutron, right? Like, it's got, like you can't have one without the other. So because you can't have one without the other, Let's fix the focus. Let's start looking at things the way that we need to. Let's look at it and say, you know, there's really only one God. And the reason why there's only one God is because there were so many people that were all created. And he created everyone. Each one of us uniquely different. Each one of us has our own abilities to do whatever it is that we've been called to do. And you'll never do it the way I did it. You'll do it the way you did it. And they won't do it the way we did it because they'll do it the way they did it. The difference is God allowed all of that to happen. And then when Christ came, it made it even better because all it did was, you know, in the beginning, they told you what God said. God said this, God said that, God said this, now, God came and walked it. God came and talked it. God was the example on earth for men to see. If you didn't understand, if you didn't know about what was going on, you had the opportunity to run up on Jesus or have him run up on you and drop a little bit of knowledge and get you to be where you need to be. So, every night, when we're on Purpose Kingdom Network, we give the opportunity for someone who does not know Jesus as their personal Savior to come into their lives and ask for forgiveness and, you know, for that new walk, for that new robe and glory type thing. Um, So for tonight, if you are out there and you've never asked God to really come into your life, then you can repeat after me. Now, you don't have to say it exactly like me, but I say to you is to be sincere. You know your dirt. You know what you need to fix. and You know what you need to work on. How you need to do it, however you need to do it. If you need to get prostrate, lay down on the floor, do what you need to do. You need to let your, you need to humble yourself enough before God to ask him to come into your life and to take over. Make your crooked way straight. The thing that you see, but are unable to touch, and order your steps, and continuously order your steps, and never, ever, ever let you go. And then you say, amen. "If you say something like that, I'm telling you, I believe that that is what you need to do. You need, you need to know it, believe it in your heart, know that he was born, walked." It was the example? Then he died for our sins. And then when he died, he died for your sins, my sins, of them, today, tomorrow. Like even the craziest stuff that we see, the drill music stuff, kids shooting up blocks or kids coming in and shooting up schools. As crazy as those things are, we understand that there's always a God and that's what Christ died for. Christ guide so that we would live because when you look at the stuff that you're looking at and you see the things that you see, you have to begin to fix your focus because as long as you see what it is that you with everything that you focus on will become exactly everything that you see and know that as he died for your sins, and three days later he got up. And when he got up, not only did he just get up, he got up with power. He got up taking everything and giving it back to life. So you know how I tell you, if it's dead, then sometimes it's okay to put him in the tomb. Because if you believe the story, the whole death, burial, and resurrection is for you. The reason why we live the way that we live. That's why bad things happen. Unfortunately, that's why bad things happen, but I think it's just really to check your belief and to get you to where you need to be for your next level so that the next thing that comes into your life, you'll be able to handle You'll be able to conquer it. So if you are out there and you are listening and you would care to comment, The number is 319-527-6091, and you can press 1. Other than that, I would like to turn it over so that we can get some announcements going. Um, I'm not sure who's going to do them, Brother Rob or Pastor Toy, but uh,
1: y'all can come on in and do the announcement. Okay, okay. Uh, Before I do the announcements, great show, Adrian, and um, I I really appreciate – you know, the effort that you had put forth, and just, you know, just giving people the knowledge to just understand um, just really what we're dealing with. And, you know, one of the things I can just real quickly uh, just want to say is that if you had acknowledged yourself as being a child of God and, and being saved, you know, welcome to the kingdom. And uh, also, just to let you know, like we're a church without walls here. So we're, we're, you know, we're broadcasting almost each and every night that we're able to broadcast and just welcome yourself here to the kingdom and, uh, you know, just once again, welcome. And with that being said, you know, I just want to say, like, tonight's show just remind me of one scripture, which is Hebrews 9.28, and, you know, it states, So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he appeared a second time not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those are, that are waiting, and that's just simply, um, you know what I, you know what I, what I took from your show. And uh, with that being said, I'm just going to go ahead and just jump into the announcements and real quickly return the broadcast back over to Adrian. Okay, so this is a product and purpose camp network. I like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's broadcast. No matter where in the world you're listening to us, uh, whether you're listening to us. Online or via uh, phone, we greatly appreciate you for listening to us and for sharing with your friends and family members, letting uh, them know that we are broadcasting here at Purpose Kingdom Network. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www dot radio dot com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And anytime we do a live broadcast, you can call in at the number three one nine five two seven and uh, anytime you want to go to any of our past shows and listen to it you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom you can simply type in the host name or the show name and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience uh, we also have a radio network which is pknradio.com 24 hours of musical content and um, of course from time to time, we'll broadcast some of our past shows, and uh, we are <clears throat> uh, we, we are still experiencing some problems with radiocode.com but uh, stay tuned and uh, just listen out for our announcements when uh, we get radiocode.com back up and running, okay? And uh, we'd we'll also like you to, you know, we invite you where you can see our upcoming shows and announcements. You can see some of our advertisements. And uh, so our next broadcast is going to be at 9 p.m. tomorrow evening. And it's going to be In Search of the Truth with uh, Pastor Cheryl Johnson. And so once again, with God's going God's blessing. We hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for In Search of the Truth. And that's going to be Pastor Cheryl Johnson. And with that being said, that's gonna be the end of the announcements and once again Adrian um uh thanks for tonight's show. So to Adrian the show. Well I think
0: very, I thank you very much for for the announcements. Um make sure that y'all are on tomorrow night to hear the next broadcast. Like I said, what we need to really do is if we don't do anything else is to realize that the facts are the facts. We can't change the facts. We'll never be able to get any of those moments back. We'll never be able to bring lives back. We'll never be able to change situations to make them, to make the outcomes different. But what we can do is We can learn to process our feelings. We can learn to process whatever we're going through. And the reason why we're processing what we're going through is so that there will be a time where we will be able to move forward, okay? And if you don't think that you have the ability to do it, then I encourage you to stay strong in your faith. I encourage you to... I encourage you to really join with people. Like I said, if you if you need to talk, if you're not understanding something, I A M A I N D. U S T R Y L L C dot com. Set up a time so that we can talk, please, because what you don't want to do in life is to focus on. Something that is not serving you or focus on something that's not giving you the satisfaction that you need that is going to cause you to want to turn around and hurt somebody because of the way that you feel. Feelings are major, and if we don't learn to process our feelings you'll never be able to move forward. So I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. This is the this is the 1630th episode. So that was that was ten, y'all. That was that was me and God. That was you and God. That was why we're here, the reason why we are here to do what we do. And I just want to say thanks for listening. And I will see everyone in two weeks. What up, what up, what up? Good night. Jesus led. He raised me, I, I will, will, will not lose. lose. He saved me, I, I will, will not lose. lose. I will not lose. Never
1: want to see you down, I will not, not lose. He me.